This is episode 59 of the Angry Tech News Podcast for Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. This is the Angry Tech News Podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now your host, the angry programmer with a mic, Brian Bemrose. Okay, so what happened in tech news the last week? Uh, A lot of stuff, depending on what your definition is of tech news. Uh, We have uh, people suing AI companies. We have AI companies suing GitHub users. We've got new AI companies popping up everywhere. Uh, AI did some things. A lot of people used AI. Some people complained about AI. And experts saying AI will kill us all. But I'm not talking about any of that. We also have, of course, some security news. T-Mobile was breached. Western Digital was breached. uh, Some government somewhere off in the Eastern Hemisphere was breached. Not going to talk about that. Uh, There's an entertaining story that I'm not really going to talk about that was uh, sent in by Sir Billy Bones. Particularly liked reading it. Thank you. And you can go read it later. Or you can listen to the coverage I probably won't do on Friday where I cover all of these things where the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, started handing out AirPods to help people track their stolen gear, because apparently that's going to be easier than, I don't know, just funding the police. But again, that's not what I'm going to talk about. Instead, I'm just going to go with the theme set by the fact that almost nobody donated this week, and I'm going to phone it in. From the wandering data department, the FTC is again taking action against Facebook for their abuse of personal data. Uh, The company's recklessness has put young users at risk and Facebook needs to answer for its failures, according to Samuel Levine, the director of the FTC's Consumer Protection Bureau. Uh, So the background on this is uh, in 2020, the FTC came out and slapped Facebook for failing to protect user privacy. Then in 2022, they came out again and said, hey, Facebook, you are still not protecting user privacy. And now this is the third time the FTC has continued to take action because Facebook is not protecting user privacy. It is almost like the company doesn't want user privacy to be protected. What do I know? Uh, The FTC's proposals this time around are to amend the original 2020 uh, uh, consent agreement to... uh, Block Facebook from using the kids' data. Uh, uh, from using, yeah. Okay. My notes have completely failed. I am so not prepared for today's show, but we're going with it. Uh, they are proposed a blanket prohibition against monetizing the data of all children and teens under 18. And in addition to that, a pause on the launch of new products until they go into compliance and limits on any future uses of facial recognition technology. Um, This uh, prohibition applies to Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus. Now, the big one is the blanket prohibition against monetizing data of children's and teens under 18. That was what was in the headline, and that was what jumped out at me as this is, I guess my question, why only Facebook? Why not all companies? Why why can, I mean, if the FTC is going to go out and tell companies what the hell they can and can't do, why only Facebook? Why not say all companies stop monetizing data of children and teens under 18. 
but okay. Next question. Why only kids? Cause you know, for kids, uh, why not? I want my data to be prohibited. I, I want to be able to prohibit Facebook from monetizing my data. I've never had a Facebook account and I know they're monetizing my personal data. How do I know? Cause I'm on the internet and they're a douchey country company. Anyway, uh, I guess that the best argument in Facebook's uh, in Facebook's support is that this is actually a no-op that the FTC is proposing because, let's be honest, Facebook already doesn't use kids' data because there are no kids left on Facebook. So they're all boomers. Maybe adults should take the hint. From the more, more, more department. 11 months ago, in June of 2022, employees at the Apple Store in Towson, Maryland, voted to unionize, the first Apple Store in the U.S. to do so. Now that some of the novelty has worn off, in true union fashion, it's time for them to make some unreasonable demands. 9to5Mac is reporting that it actually Bloomberg is the one who reported this, but fuck Bloomberg for their paywall. 9to5Mac is reporting that employees of the Towson Store, backed by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers Union... Because as everybody knows, selling iPhones is a lot like machining an airplane wing. And it's totally not just a transparent political marriage of convenience. But anyway, they have started making demands of Apple. Among their demands are the usual things that unionized places demand. They want uh, uh, up to 45 guaranteed bereavement days per year, up from 10, I guess. I, Which makes me wonder, does Maryland have more people than the national average dying suddenly or... I mean, are people needing a lot more bereavement is maybe they do. I, I'm not sure how much bereavement you could possibly want. Maybe you're just like, I'm going to murder a family member so that I can get a couple months off. Not that I'm suggesting anybody do that. That, that definitely is not okay. Uh, they want more paid vacation days. They want higher pay for holidays and weekends and uh, basically any other time that a customer might happen to wander into the store because malls are dead on weekdays. Uh, they want, you know, I don't know, basically whatever else they thought they could get for free because economics obviously doesn't apply to a big corporation. Let me rant a little bit. And I, I hate being on Apple's side for this, but unions made sense in 1870 when there was no OSHA, no labor relations board, and no laws on the books to protect users from the big bad corporation that they willingly entered an employment agreement with. The canonical example always given for why unions are critical, why they sprung up, would be the classic Pennsylvania mining town with only one employer. You worked in the mine and sold your soul to the company store or you starved. Those were your only options. But in 2023, the number of laws and regulations that a company has to follow in order to hire anybody is staggering. It is amazing that any small business can ever afford to hire people. And they go out of business left and right just because of the cost of compliance. Oh, and that one employer town thing? Yet yeah, that's a myth. We are a lot more connected than we were in 1870. If you're getting a raw deal working at the Apple store in Towson, Maryland, you can go across the street and apply at the Pottery Barn. Yes, I looked up Towson on the damn uh, on Bing Maps. You can go across the street. There's a Pottery Barn you can apply. There's a Best Buy a half mile up the road. There are, okay, I didn't actually count, but there have got to be hundreds of thousands of other potential employers all within the greater Baltimore area, right where Towson exists. Anyway, I digress. The one really interesting demand being made by the Towson Apple Store employees, they are demanding that Apple change its retail experience to allow customers to give tips as part of their checkout. 
This makes nothing but sense on the retail side. Who doesn't want free money? Somebody shelling out $2,500 for a free or for a MacBook surely won't even bat an eye at pressing the tip 20% button to help out the board retail employee who just went through the extreme effort of swiping a barcode into the sales terminal. Okay, well, the suggestion isn't 20%. The article calls out more like three or 5%, but that's still more than a hundred bucks tacked onto your average, onto your credit card on the average Apple purchase. And that's a lot. The problem is, a lot of people will feel pressured to accept a tip when you do this. There's no greater stigma standing in line at a retail store than being that guy who hit the no tip button. Now, personally, as someone who makes a value for value product, I am keenly aware that there are very extreme, very extremely generous people out there who are happy to give handsomely for a service they received, especially if they got one of those rare helpful salespeople who followed them around the store for an hour, or they got a podcast that, spewed nothing but off the cuff sarcasm and it made you laugh a little bit or something. I'm not sure, but it's been a long, it's been a long time since I've been in an Apple store or even a shopping mall for that matter. So I can't say for certain that this won't be the norm. Maybe everybody in an Apple store follows you around and, and blows an hour of their time just to telling you the price of things when they should be listed on the, on the aisle. But I'm skeptical. Um, I know enough about retail. I know enough about the gimme free stuff generation that any Apple, of course, has made no public comment about the union's demands and they won't. The company is famously tight lipped. We won't know for sure what they think about it until they either acquiesce to the demands or they just close their store in Towson, Maryland. That's just honestly the gamble that you take when you throw the union dice. <laughs> From the schizophrenic tech department. Yeah, yeah, okay. That story was a bit political. Sorry about that. Let's move on to something light and stupid. Alternative rock band The Pixies have issued an apology to Google phone users everywhere. It seems that the band's hit 1987 song, Where Is My Mind, has been causing some Android users to sleep through their alarms. The problem is in the Google Alarms app that many, many people use to wake themselves up in the morning in lieu of a regular alarm clock. The app has the ability to wake you up using tracks from your own music playlist. The app also has voice control built in and gives the user the ability to snooze or end the alarm by saying the word snooze or the word stop into the phone, which immediately disables the alarm, either temporarily or for the rest of the day. Now, people familiar with the song, Where Is My Mind, may recall that the album track begins with the lead vocalist Frank Black saying the word stop which when that song is randomly selected from a user's playlist, the song immediately turns on the alarm, utters the word stop, and it shuts the alarm right back off. Now, I've never personally, I like that song a lot. Uh, I may have even listened to it to wake up. I'm not sure, but I am personally not hit by it because I own a separate alarm clock like a civilized person, one that is not my phone. I mean, this is a hilarious feature of the smartphone as an alarm clock paradigm, but it's not the only failure. Uh, I know plenty of people who will go in late to work saying, oh, my phone battery died or I left my phone in the car or my, my favorite excuse. I left my phone in the drawer. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that the Pixies apology was tongue in cheek. That song predates not only Android or the Android app, but it predates Google entirely. So really Google should be apologizing to the Pixies for causing Pixies fans to be late for work. 
And from the home billboard department, leaked screenshots from the latest Insider Canary build of Windows 11 show some new ads have crept into the settings app. The screenshots surfaced via tweets, which have completely supplanted journalism in the 2020s, show a new home tab in the settings page that includes a banner encouraging users to, quote, try Microsoft 365 and another directing users to a free OneDrive trial. If you happen to be using a local account, there's another ad, a prominent link prompting you to convert your account to an online Microsoft account because it's so much easier for the company to farm your data once you've committed to storing it in the Microsoft cloud. Now, Microsoft, of course, says that they are not ads. They call the practice badging and says that it is important because it, quote, highlights the benefits of signing in with a Microsoft account. TechRaider calls the practice badgering, which I think is more accurate. And as Gizmodo describes it, the Windows 11 start menu is becoming more and more like a dancing inflatable tube man gesticulating wildly outside a used car lot, which is an image that I absolutely love. Either way, it's a house ad, Microsoft. It's an advertisement. It's an advertisement for other Microsoft services. You want, they want you to, the Microsoft is trying to make you exchange money for something that they provide, which is pretty much the definition of advertising. But regardless of what you call it, it's not hard to see that this, this is double or even triple dipping by the company. You already paid money for the OS. Some of you are even paying a monthly subscription fee on top of that. But most of you, well, let's be honest, probably won't mind. This frog has been boiling for quite a while. There's already ads built into apps like Solitaire and Minesweeper and even the start menu. I guess the control panel is the next logical step. Apologists for Microsoft will defend this saying, oh, we, we, we live in an age of services and saying that the companies are working very hard to bring you new features, which by the way, you're not allowed to, de to deny or to you're, you are required to get the new features because of auto updates, but it, they need new ways to tell you about the new features. I personally, I disagree with this. My local topless bar has a two for one drink special every Wednesday. My local supermarket puts out new varieties of canned goods once a month. My local automobile companies put out all new plastic four wheeled smartphones every single year. But I don't need to know about any of those either, unless I'm in the market for a new car or have a sudden hankering for beans and titties. Ultimately, it's really about who has control over the space that you exist in. I personally spend more time looking at the virtual walls of my computer than I spend in my own laundry room or bathroom. But for now, I still get to control what's displayed on the walls in those rooms. I guess I don't have any kids that are hand painting things. Anyway, I don't want any more corporations encro encroaching on my living space, whether it's my computer desktop, my living room wall. It's the space that I have to live in here. I don't want my private space turned into a giant billboard for some other company to control for corporations to rent, trying to manipulate me into making purchases that I don't need. Although now that I think about it, given the number of households that watch network TV on their big screen TVs, I might be in the minority about that living room wall thing. Angry thanks go out to Raymond Zorger, Eric Rankin, and Sharky for their continued support of ATN. And to... Uh, Mr. Mr. at MRMR and uh, Answer Oma on Fountain who sent test boots boosts to try to verify that my node works. They went through. It wasn't much, but I guess every little bit counts. Angry Tech News is produced on the value for value model. We don't take sponsors. We don't play ads and we do not charge you to listen, but we are funded by your donations. If you received some value from listening to this show, please send some value back. 
go to angrytechnews.com and click on the donate button. Send what this episode was worth to you, even if it's just, you know, a subscription fee for your Microsoft control panel or something. That's it for now. I'm Ryan Bemrose, the Anger Program with a mic. I'll be back next week with more Angry Tech News. This has been Angry Tech News with the Angry Programmer, Ryan Bemrose at angrytechnews.com. Stay angry. Stay angry.